0: My name is Paul Ryan and I am founder of gpconsult.co.uk. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I am passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. I enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. So, This is the first in a number of different podcasts I'm going to dedicate to rosacea. And in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about um, how ultraviolet light is an exacerbating factor um, for those patients who have rosacea. I'm also going to talk about the demodex or hair follicle mite. And And finally, then I'm going to talk about the age of onset of rosacea. So I suppose a few points first. First of all, uh, you notice that I called it rosacea as opposed to acne rosacea. And th- that has been a recent change because there were no comedones present. It's now called rosacea rather than acne rosacea. We know that rosacea is characterized by the color red. And this, you know, the, the patient presents to us with a red face. And this red face can be, um, it can be transient, it can be recurrent, or it can be persistent. So a, a patient presenting with a red spotty face, we all just, one of the differentials is rosacea. We also know that it's a chronic and relapsing inflammatory skin disorder, mainly affecting skin and eyes. And finally, we know that it's more pre- prevalent in those with fair skin, blue eyes, and those of Celtic origin so we we don't we do we don't know the cause of rosacea but chronic vasodilatation appears to be involved and there are a number of factors including genetic factors and and environmental factors for this so i suppose how to make this relevant to us when we're talking to our patients is to ask them does anyone in your family have a tendency to having a red-coloured face? You know, so uh, maybe, an, maybe a parent or an aunt or an uncle um, in the patient's case. So we know that the predisposing factors are number one, Celtic origin. And we do know that UV is an exacerbating factor, so that's the second one. So we'll look at the evidence for UV radiation causing skin damage. So the first clue is the fact that the distribution of rosacea lesions are on chronically sun-exposed skin. Okay, so so it's on the face. Now we know that it's more prevalent in fair-skinned individuals, and we know that Frank Powell famously called it the curse of the celtz. And if you were to do a skin biopsy uh, um, of the rosacea lesion, there is evidence of solar elastosis. Okay. So, and if you were to dig deeper and look at the pathology, we know that UV radiation activates the innate immune system and catholicidin or calocrine 5 have both vasoactive and inflammatory properties. And these have been shown to be, uh, induced by UV, uh, damage. We know that UVB induces cutaneous angiogenesis in mice and it can stimulate the secretion of VEGF2 and FGF2 from keratinocytes. And I suppose bottom line, one third of patients report worsening of symptoms with sunlight. Now, I suppose just to be clear, high daily sun exposure correlates well with the severity of erythematotelangiectatic rosacea, but it has little effect on the papular postular, or Fimetus uh, or ocular rosacea. So it's just to remember that. Now, next thing to talk about is the hair follicle mite, so Demedix folliculorum. We know that this mite lives in spacious follicles. We know it's linked to a papular pustular rosacea. And we know that it's sometimes observed in rosacea papules. But what we don't know. Whether it's an inflammatory reaction to this ubiquitous mite or whether it's an inflammatory reaction to Bacillus oleronius, which is a colonizer of Demodex. So, with regard to Demodex, still the rule is unclear. The fine point to make is that it's the rosacea, it is not caused by alcohol, but alcohol can exacerbate it. Now, regarding the age of rosacea presentation, it has a bimodal prevalence, so the age of onset is usually 20 to 30 years of age, with then a larger peak at 40 to 60 years. Now, the typical patient is a 25-year-old Irish strawberry blonde female with Fitzpatrick type 1 skin and a flowered rash across her cheeks. It is worth bearing in mind that some patients may say to you that they avoid the sun, um, you know, they don't go on sunbeds and they they seek shade when when they're out in the sun. But I always say that even if they're out gardening or walking, that they can still get a lot of sun exposure. So just to remember that. Now I will repeat again: the typical patient is a 25-year-old Irish strawberry blonde female. But when you're talking about climate change, which I'll be talking about for in a in a later podcast, this tends to affect more males than females. Now that brings me to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found it useful. I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast.